Hello and welcome to Case Reopen, the Detective Conan Rewatch Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Trees, and joining me as always is Colleen. Hello. Hello. So we are back covering episode 216, The Bay of Revenge Part 2. This originally aired December 4th, 2000, and the great Conan's hint is Dog's name. Ooh, okay. You won't believe the big shocking twist for the name Johan. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Just wait until you hear this twist. Well, don't spoil it. (laughs) Case open. Alright. So, after a recap of the first part, the episode begins with Conan and Kogoro and our two detectives, Anoki and Baba, uh, finding the body of Kamada, who was the main suspect. Kegaro believes Kamada committed suicide, but the officer does denote that it's a strange way to hang oneself as the rope is tied to the veranda handrail. This is probably like the worst, like, <laughs> like, like as a murder that was set up to look like a suicide. Like it's very poorly done, but they're still like, yeah, I probably killed himself. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, I had that same inclination. I'm like, so first of all, why do we always assume that? when you find a body in this state it was a suicide but uh yeah particularly in this case like the culprit didn't even well i mean the culprit wasn't around as we'll find out to really make it look like a suicide anyway so but yeah but then i think um kogo really quickly is like oh well i suppose it's because he wouldn't have been able to get his feet off the ground or something like that The neighbors then say that they heard a loud thud around 7 p.m. the night before. Yet another heard the washing machine from Kamada's room on after that. Interesting. I really like Hmm. that these neighbors are just like straight up witnesses and we're not even supposed to be suspicious of them. Like usually when when they introduce speaking roles, it's like, hmm, are you part of this? Should I be... Should you be on my list of people to watch out for? But no, these these people were legit just around. Yeah, they have one sentence and then disappear. We then see Conan looking at boots when the fisherman from earlier, Hiroshi, appears. Hiroshi shows Conan what boat Tachibana was on. And Conan has his little, I'm a detective, teehee, his little (laughs) spill. Of course. He should just go around wearing a badge. Not the, the... Detect what, what are they called in this one? I was, detective boys. Thank you. I was gonna say junior detective league. I don't know why I have the dub name on my mind, but uh, oh, you you just love Mitch and oh, absolutely George and Amy so much. <laughs> so Conan finds scratches on the boat, which Hiroshi confirms are new. Additionally, he reveals that the stolen boat was found. But the anchor and its wire were stolen. That's when Conan figures out the trick. What a smart kid. Yeah, it's almost like he's not a kid. How about you share with the classroom, Conan? Because I don't know what the hell's going on. (laughs) We then see Conan return while little Johan drinks his water. Ron is with Tachibana's secretary, Sakuraba, who says Johan just came back from a walk. This is very important to note, <laughs> clearly. Well, y- Johan is the pivotal <laughs> character in this episode, apparently. Is he a poodle? Well, con- 
if we're taking the hint into consideration. Kenan asks about Kumada's case five years ago, but is told it's confidential. However, Sugimura appears and asks if the culprit really is TK. She says Tachibana worked at a securities company. However, Masahiko Suruta, who worked under him, allegedly used uh, company money for himself. Surata was caught, and then he promptly committed suicide afterwards. However, from his diary, it was revealed that Kumada was embezzling the money, and he was then charged for murder. After he died, people living under Surata's apartment heard something fall at 10 p.m., but Kumada was at a karaoke party at that time and was cleared. And so Conan sees a similarity between the cases. Obviously, we have the washing machine on in the other one. So, interesting. Yeah. The plot thickens. I I do love to embezzle money and then have fun at a karaoke party. Well, that's the only way to do it. Kamada seems like he was living a good life. Right. I mean, why was he stuck in that dingy apartment? The lawyer, Fumio Fujisawa, asks how Sugimura knew about the case five years ago when she just joined three years ago. She says that she was looking up information on TK and then says Tachibana was the reason Mrs. Tachibana's... No, that's not right. I think she did say that. It just didn't make sense to me, at least. I was like, why are they introducing this new element to the story? Yeah, so she said that Mrs. Tachibana's father committed suicide, which this never gets brought up again. That's right. I mean, I didn't even think that it was. It was just like such a throwaway part of the backstory. Yeah, they kind of... I'll just threw that in. So the wife then fires back saying Sugimura has spent a lot of the office's money and that she likely killed her husband instead. So who killed who? It's like a whodunit. I think Conan's already figured it out. He figured it out like five minutes ago. (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm like, like, hmm. Speaking of like unnecessary plots, um, the wiki says that Fumio... Was banging the wife. <laughs> was, did that happen during these two episodes and I forgot? I don't think it did. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that you're bringing it up because I couldn't remember from the first part if the wife was having an affair or not. That I don't know if it was mentioned that it was Fumio. Yeah. I don't know. He's listed in the uh, Detective County World Wiki as her lover. All right. Well, we're going to go with that then. So good on Fumio, I guess. Oh. <laughs> Kenan then calls Professor Gasa to learn more about Masahiko Suruta, whose family, uh, and, uh, and he learns that his family were just his mother, Tamiko, and he had a younger brother named Katsuhiko. Kenan is then seen getting off a bus and asks an elderly woman there where the Masahiko, um, no, no. Where uh, the Saruda family lives. She shows him where, but she says that both Tamiko and Katsuhika moved because of that incident, so it'll be empty. She mentions that the child was a prestigious scholar that went to school in Germany. Hmm. And that uh, sometimes they come back to clean the house, but it's been a while. Conan then spots a doghouse in the yard. 
and he learns that the family had a dog named Johan. That's the clue. Yeah. So, I don't know where, what happened to this dog named Johan. I don't know. So, kind of puts the whole case together there. And this sets up the funniest, <laughs> the funniest um, reveal later on. Where he's like, you won't believe what Johan's real name is. <laughs> Johan. Surprise. So at dinner, Kogoro explains that the same sleeping pills inside Tachibana's body were found in Kumada's blood as well. It was also in the whiskey body. Oh, real whiskey. (laughs) Whiskey body. It was also in the whiskey bottle, so they believe that Kumada killed Tachibana, then committed suicide. In just the most convoluted way possible with the weirdest rope trick, sure. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> I love Conan's reaction to these. Like, he's like, oh, crap. <laughs> he yeah, already did this. Like, well, while you oh, were away on your it. bus trip, Conan. Conan quickly gets Kogoro to go inside a study where he shows him uh, some accounting logs. And then he knocks him out so we can get a proper deduction show rather than the uh, bad one Kogoro was putting on himself. <laughs> Come on, Kogoro. You're getting paid for this, aren't you? Probably not at this point, because his client... Actually, no, he didn't even have a client. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just... I forgot that they, they, uh, their car broke down. They're on yep. vacation. What a terrible vacation. No kidding. Kagura says the previous conclusion was wrong, as Kamada was actually murdered by the same person who murdered Tachibana. And that killer is in the room. Kagura brings up the sleeping pills... And says that Kamada was framed, um, that the death of Kamada was framed to look like a suicide. There are three suspects that could have done it. The caretaker, Yeko, Yuichi Sakuraba, and Tachibana himself. Sakuraba is the, like, younger assistant guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alibis are brought up for when the boat capsized, but Kagura says that's all irrelevant, as the culprit had it set up, so they just had to wait it out. Ron then brings up the person on the boat with the red cap. Kogoro says that was indeed the murderer. He then runs down yesterday's events, which included a spring tide happening. Spring tides exhibit a large change in sea level between the high and low tides, and this was key to the crime. The murderer pulled off Tachibana's life jacket after, you know, getting him sleepy. Having him take a little nap. So they did that by singing him a lullaby, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then he dropped the anchor that he stole in the ocean. He then secured a hook that was uh, tied at the end of the rope onto the boat. That way, when the high tide occurs and the water rises, the boat will capsize due to the anchor. After it flips, the hook comes off and sinks to the bottom of the ocean. And Tachibana, who took the sleeping pills, then drowned. What a way to go out. What a sad ending. He didn't even know. He was asleep. Like, I guess he died in his sleep for, I don't know. No. No. He drowned. He drowned. Do you think you wake up for a second while that's happening? I mean, I I don't know. I know there's, like, heavy sleepers, but, like. 
the drowning seems like it shake you well, up. Yeah, the first the impact with the water, then the temperature of the water, and then the fact that you can't breathe. So I don't know. I think there was a pretty good chance that he could have woken up. But what do I know? So this was all done in order to... I mean, these must have been some really good sleeping pills. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> top quality. This is this is not the cheap stuff. Like, do you think that's just, like, a, a vast amount? Like, uh, I don't think, like, NyQuil's putting you out. <laughs> I, don't... I don't know. I've heard some stories of people t- <laughs> taking NyQuil. And then, of course, the obvious reaction to that is, like, well, you do know that there's a day quill. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's your response to that? So this was all done in order to create an alibi for the murderer. The police then confirm that the anchor was found on the ocean floor and that there was a hook at the end. Kegaro brings up the red hat and it was confirmed that Kamada owned it. However, the hat they found isn't the same they saw on the person earlier in the day, but rather a similar one. The real hat was taken after the killer met with Kumada. Sure. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like, this is so unnecessary. We didn't have to, like, explain the origins of the red hat. Wasn't that big of a deal. Alright. So, (laughs) Kegura says the killer and Kumada were well acquainted as the culprit was able to get to his apartment and get him to drink whiskey with sleeping pills in it. Well acquainted makes it sound like they were friends. Or Yeah. But when you find out who it is, you're just like, how were they well acquainted? Like, this would not Yeah, work. I had the same reaction. <laughs> I was like, uh, what? Sure. I, I guess there's a way. I'll, I'll, I, 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 like, have, like, a headcanon to explain this away. So uh, once that's revealed, I'll circle back to it. Remind me if I forget. Um, so the killer then moved Kamada to the sliding door and tied the rope around his neck. The killer then used the railing to tie the rope, hung from the beam, thus pulling Kamada up. Afterward, the killer tied the rope to the railing, opened the door, and placed the chair beneath his feet to make it look like a suicide. As for the noise that people heard at 7 o'clock, Kegura says the same trick was used that when uh, Kamada had killed Masahika Suruda. So the washing machine that was running was crucial to the trick. The culprit tied a string around the motor so that it would wind up and then place a loop around the chair. He then set the timer on the washing machine to 7 o'clock and the string eventually caused the chair to fall over, thus making the loud thud. What was Kamada's motive? Was it something to do with that embezzlement case that... Yeah, yeah, because he, um, Saruta had, like, figured out okay, and he... that Kamada was embezzling. Right, and he was going to reveal it. Gotcha. The police have the washing machine check, and this now allows for the killer to have done this at 1 p.m. The person who doesn't have an alibi, then, is likely the murderer. Uh, they bring up Sakuraba not having an alibi, and they ask what he went to get um, at the office when the boat capsized. Kogoro reveals that it was the account books that he has right here, and it turns out that Sakuraba was going to make it look like Sugimura stole money from the office. He's going to blame it all on the woman. Yes, as it usually happens. Um, so Sakuraba admits to changing the books, 
and that he was going to blame her for the spending because women, they like to spend money. <laughs> okay. And he's like, you know, it was a real relief that the boss died. I kind of got sick of doing all his evil work. He's kind of a dick. Yeah. Um, and they're like, take him away. And he's like, well, wait, 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 wait. I'm glad he's dead, but I didn't kill him. And Kogra is mum, so we, we see him getting cuffed. And this actually surprised me here. Um, so in a surprise, the caretaker speaks up. And she reveals that it wasn't Sakuraba. She's actually the murderer. What? That bitch. The sweet little old housekeeper. Uh, I mean, it, it's almost like... I I guess it was a surprise, but also like maybe you could see it coming because all the other characters really sucked. So you're kind of like, okay, it has to be the one that you would least suspect, and that would be the housekeeper. Hey, sometimes the murderer sucks. <laughs> so here's my theory as to how she got Kamada to drink the uh, whiskey. So I bet she came to the house, um, and they had shown that they had met before where Kamada was at um Tachibana's house um so she, like she was probably there as a house taker and doing her house taker duties but I bet she stopped by and she was like hey this whiskey is a present from um uh, Tachibana you know here drink something he's like a loser <laughs> so he, he's happy to drink instead of saying oh so that- no thank you I will drink this later not at 1 p.m or whatever time it was Hey, when you're when you're just living in that shack alone, like uh, you'll take any drink. I suppose. Okay, I can I can buy that story. It's much better than she just showed up with a bottle of whiskey. Like, okay, drink up. Yeah, the the, the phrasing of well acquainted seemed a bit much because it seemed like they were friends or family. Um, it might have been a translation issue as well. Yeah. So, Kegaro says he was waiting for those words from her. He then reveals the day's events. She had put sleeping pills in Tachibana's water bottle, then disguised herself as Kamada and left through the back. Um, and left through the back door after Kegaro had left. She then used the boat to go to Tachibana and watched it capsize with them. Later that evening, she went shopping, typical woman thing, <laughs> and put on a disguise. She then took a train to Kamada's apartment to commit the second murder. I don't know why she had to put on a disguise there, but sure. Typical like woman. She needed thing. him to recognize her, but she, I don't but know. But she didn't Did she want anybody the, else to recognize her that obviously wasn't following her. I don't know. So, Kogoro then points to the Johan nameplate that he found in Saruta's yard. Oh, well, can, can we also specify that he, like, put uses... Conan uses Conan uh, Kogoro's arm to like push it across the desk. It's so funny. And this is when the big bombshell comes out. Johan is actually Johan. Johan the dog. <laughs> Where'd this come from? And the best part is everybody acts stunned by this revelation. <laughs> they totally do. Like, I don't know what happened here, if it's, like, a translation thing, but, like, this is built as a big reveal that Johan is Johan, and it's like, what? Of course he is. You've been calling him that the entire time. 
Big pronunciation surprise. Like, this is like a weird Japanese magic moment, I guess. <laughs> it's not. It's German magic. German magic. So, Kagura then says, uh, Johan is likely the name that her son, who graduated in Germany, gave the dog. And it turns out that she is actually Tamiko Saruta. That bitch. <gasps> so she's the mother of Matsuhiko, who is murdered by, uh, not Tachi, what's the other guy's name? Kamado? Yep. So she is the mother of Matsuhiko, who is murdered by Kamada. So one, I'm wondering, do you think that her reveal was as impactful as Johan's? <laughs> I was more shocked by her than the uh, dog. Johan being named Johan. Like, <laughs> kind of like Magic Kaido, where they're like, ah, Kaido can't be Kaido. I said, like, what? Okay. That's exactly the same. I I agree. So, How is nobody seeing this? <laughs> it's a really bad like mystery name. I'm gonna slightly change the letter. They'll never suspect a thing. <laughs> so Kagura says he regrets not realizing this earlier when Johan was chasing after the boat that the person with the red cap was on. Even though she was disguised, the dog still recognized his owner. She says her second son died last year, and now Johan is her only family. She lied, saying he was a stray dog, and began living here as a caretaker. She was shocked that despite being in court so often, nobody noticed her. She says that she grew old after the unfair decision, and says Kamada finally appeared half a year ago. She overheard about the washing machine trick and learned that in jail, Kamada had bribed Matsuhiko... Wait, no, that's the wrong name. Uh, I think that. What the fuck? What's the asshole name? Tachibana. Tachibana. She ever, um. She ever heard about the washing machine trick and learned that in jail, Kamada had bribed Tachibana, who knew he was guilty, but managed to get him cleared of the charges. Anyhow. So she said, that day I followed Kamado to his apartment. With his hat that he left, I thought of the crime. Okay. Who'd have thought that she had that in her? Like, right there. Right. Like, I thought of the crime right at that moment. Like, there's a lot of commitment here because she must have got this job. Like, just at the... She just, like, got the house-taking job. You know, like, of the lawyer that got mm -hmm. the decision she didn't like so like she had to have something planned like obviously she was trying to figure out that the miss i don't know there's not even a mystery it's just like find the corruptness why this happened or whatever well yeah it's a but, revenge uh, yeah. it's pure revenge i would do something better with my retirement <laughs> you would take johan go on go off somewhere just hang with johan yeah exactly Poor so Johan. as for the like after this, like what happened to Johan? I I want to know who's taking yeah, care of him. Yeah, he took him in. You know what? I think officers Baba <gasps> and Inoki took care of him. Yes, that is the second epilogue that we did not get. That is exactly what happened. As for the threats that were sent, it was the caretaker that was sending them. She says that she's been scared since yesterday, but now she's relieved. 
And Kegra says she was prepared to be arrested the entire time, which is why she still went through with it, even though a top-notch detective like himself was there. <laughs> sure, Kegra. Sure. Yeah, was... that's exactly what she thought. <laughs> After the ending song, we see Kegra and the family driving back when they run into even more car troubles. The car breaks down on the side of the road, and... Kagura just can't believe it, as he just had it repaired. Conan asks when they can go back to Tokyo, and Kagura begins trying to hitchhike a ride. In what is a long like way. the laziest animation I've ever seen, because <laughs> it's just a static image of him, but you can hear the voice, but there are no mouth flaps. Conan says if Ron switched places with him, they might have better luck, but she says it's okay, as she wants to look at the ocean a little longer. They then enjoy the view as Kogoro screams for help. <laughs> I have to end on some so, comedy there. So before we get your thoughts, Colleen, let's thank our Patreon supporters for making the podcast possible. Shout out to Jeffrey, Ryan Self, William Lee, Gage, and Kitty Kuda. Thank you, everybody, for your continued support. So, Colleen, what do you think? About the caretaker murdering not one but two people. Yeah, it was the caretaker with the washing machine in the apartment. <laughs> um, yeah, this wasn't too bad actually. Uh, there was the, the case, the like on the surface level, which itself was pretty good. We got like a time manipulation, which I'm always a sucker for. The trick with the water levels rising was clever. But there was also the emotional impact that the ending had on me. The backstory I found was sad. <laughs> this mother seeking justice for her son, but nobody wants to listen to her. And then showing how corrupt the justice system can be with the lawyer acquitting the criminal for money. So it, I thought it introduced... Like, I probably went much deeper into this than what the writers had maybe intended, but... I thought it introduced this interesting commentary and the question of morality. Like, the other characters are trying to set one another up and are doing, like, quote-unquote evil things, as Sakuraba put it. But it's the housekeeper that ultimately killed two people. And yet she comes across as more sympathetic. So, yeah, it had a punch-in-the-gut moment for me. Yeah, I just felt bad, like, that the mom... She was trying to get some sort of justice for her son, but had to resort to murder out of revenge basically yeah it's just too bad that they really telegraphed this when they had the final three suspects two men and one woman so you're like obviously the woman yeah that that was my yeah never obviously never it's the sweet little woman she's gotta be the killer she does look rough for 50 she's had a rough life because we see her we see like a flashback of when she was in like the courtroom it's like no wonder they didn't recognize you yeah that's right i was like who are we looking at right now so yeah i thought this was a pretty good episode uh two-parter um especially for an anime original i think the um i think it's a surprising killer i think uh they build it pretty well even though the whole johan johan thing was like kind of trash <laughs> and i don't know how much of that is like just a you know we're working with fan translations and 
they can certainly be a bit wonky, especially ones aged as much as, like, these Conan ones are, where, you know, like, when was this translated? Like, you know, like a decade or two ago? Oh, probably. So, yeah, it's been a while. Um, but yeah, I liked the episode. I thought it was pretty fun. It was as fun as three murders can get. <laughs> Which is lots of fun, I guess. Oh, yeah, there is a funny, uh, I was looking at the Detective Conan World wiki, and they do have a funny error. Uh, instead of Saruta, the house's sign just says Taruta. Oh. There's no S. So they misspelled that, which is pretty good. Yeah. I imagine it's one of the kids who wrote it. Like, oh, darn, you forgot how to spell your last name or your family name. Oh, well. Shout to Johan. So, yeah, presumably she still owns that house. So retirement could have been her just, you know, being there in the countryside with Johan, helping that neighbor lady with potatoes or whatever she was doing. So here's the question in terms of great Detective Conan dogs. Johan or John? Ooh. Hmm. And then there's also, what was that? The dog in, like, the second episode. What was his name? Um, not John. Not John. The, the Great Dane, who is not John. Um, oh, the one that Conan rides. Yeah. yeah, that's a cool guy. Uh, hmm. Now, that's tricky, because John killed someone. Jumbo. Jumbo. I think all, the, all the dogs in Conan have been wonderful. I can't choose a favorite Conan oh, dog. Colleen. <laughs> It's John, come on. Who has brought us more joy than John? <laughs> I'm sorry, John. But yeah, Jumbo's pretty great. I think Johan's bottom tier Detective Conan doll. Yeah, you think so? Out of the three. Now wait, is John manga canon? Because Johan's anime I... original, so I, I can see that. Yeah, that, that's why he's a step below. Yeah. I'm pretty sure John... Oh, no, John's definitely a, uh anime original as well. Oh, is he? Okay. Because <laughs> that dogs? case was so stupid. <laughs> the pet dog John murder case. Yeah, that, that's a TV original. <laughs> that hack that would never come up with a That thing. is, like, the most TV original thing ever. Oh, I forgot how stupid that was. But John's still cool. John's great. I mean, I don't know. The dog's not even great. It's more just the reaction of the guy. <laughs> I'm sorry, John. Turning this dog into a murderer and then, like, feeling guilt. But, yeah. Um, See, that's what so uh, next... that's what this lady forgot. She forgot to get Johan in on the action. Johan wanted so revenge, the... too. Yeah, for sure. So, we have a pretty exciting next episode. Detective Conan episode 218, which is Megary's Sealed Secret Part 1. We're going to get the backstory on Megary's Scar. That, okay, that that sounds boring, but it actually isn't. <laughs> How does that sound boring? He has a big scar. Backstory on someone's scar that you don't actually ever oh, see because he... Oh, yeah. <laughs> we never knew. We didn't even know he had a scar. Yeah, okay. We find out. And so we oh, wait, find out why he the, wears a hat. Here's a better because... tease. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. We find out why he wears a hat. Yeah, because he has a scar. Oh, spoiler. <laughs> because he has a scar. 
<laughs> so the Conan's hint for this is accessories. All right. So such a woman thing. <laughs> That's what I'm expecting you to say. Such a woman thing. Accessories and shopping. Of course. So be on the lookout for that. Yeah, a lot of women died in that case. Oh well. Oh well. It happens. <laughs> oh well. Gee, I didn't take glee in it. Remorseful reaction there. <laughs> oh, well. Moving right along. Yeah. Well, moving on. Um, so yeah, that'll do it for this episode. You can follow us on Twitter at case underscore reopen. We're also on Patreon at case reopened. So uh, appreciate all the support. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for listening. And remember, one truth always prevails.